You like rap music? Yeah, sure do. Who's your favorite rapper? Brian Austin Green. Brian Austin Green. Mr. Brian Green. Brian Green. Brian Austin Green. Brian Austin Green. He's always delicious. Brian Austin Green. Brian Austin Green. Welcome to With Brian Austin Green. Now, here's Brian Austin Green and Derek Russell. Hello, everyone. This is with Brian Austin Green. I am your host, Brian Austin Green, here with uh, Mr. Derek Russell. And there's only two of us. That's it. There, there were three. There were. There was Steve. There was Steve Glosson also, and then uh, he just doesn't like us anymore. Three so. men enter, two men leave. <sighs> it's like a uh, a fighting pit. I need to apologize in advance. For what? I have, as I told you, have been on the nitrous oxide this morning, heavily. You know what though? It, it could be fun. I mean, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe you don't take shit so well. You I'm know a, who knows? I'm a little loopy. Do I usually take shit well? Uh, yeah, you take shit am pretty I, well. Am I a gracious shit taker? Yes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Is that a good thing? I don't know. I have questions. <laughs> yeah. Your former home of, yes. of California. Yes. What is this crap about we're going to make it into three states? What, California? Yeah. Have you seen this? Have uh, you heard about knows? this? Uh, I've heard about that before. There's, um, it's on a ballot yeah, now in November. We'll see. What it, we'll why? see if that happens. What's the, and then we'll we'll cross that bridge when we uh, when we come to it. We'll jump off that bridge. What's the... <laughs> What's the reasoning for wanting to split it into California, Northern California, and Southern California? Uh, I think just for economic purposes. I think there's so many people in California that are saying, you know, let's let's split it up just for economic purposes. Uh, It's hard because when they say, you know, California uh, has no money, Mm -hmm. it's like, well, no, certain parts of California do, but then other parts don't. So I think they're trying to, because uh, California is so big, they're trying to separate it a little bit. According to a memo filed on Tuesday, more than 402... Filed by who? Uh, the California Secretary of State, Mr. Draper. All right, so reputable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, this is on CNN, so I trust. Uh, actually, this is BBC. Uh, Mr. Draper collected... It's not CNN. More than... It's BBC. Five, oh, it is BBC. It's, it's yeah. not live. It's Memorex. Uh, 402,000 signatures across the state's counties. You should get your teeth done less often. Am I loopy? A little bit. I do the normal six months. Go ahead. I'm okay. It might help your reading. Aiming to break California into three new states, Northern California, Southern California, and just California. All right. That's wild. Wait, is that that all your, uh, your reading? I can keep going if you want me to. Well, it's just pretty uneventful. Yeah, I know. Well, Southern California would stretch from. I was expecting more. I was expecting you to have some sort of a. uh, I can give you a breakdown story, or I I got nothing. I'll I'll give you a breakdown of of what includes. So, Los Angeles area would still be included in the what is now known as California. Southern California would stretch from Fresno to San Diego, while Northern California would include the Bay Area, Sacramento, and everything uh, further north. You know what's really funny is uh, those are. It's not like those are new areas. It's not like people call people haven't been calling this area Southern California forever. Yeah. So uh, I think it's just economically recognizing yeah. this the, area is Southern California. It doesn't. It doesn't really affect anything. Three states will I, get us better infrastructure, better education, and lower taxes. There you go. Yeah. States will be more accountable to us and can cooperate and compete for citizens. Well, yeah, I think I think the idea is that, you know, in having a, a three state area, it's uh-huh. there are so many people here. I think they can really uh, they'll they'll be able to count what the income is, how much is going to those areas. Like you said, you know, the schools, how much is going to the schools, um, the it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense tax-wise right now because you know, the the area I live in compared to some areas, the the population is so vastly different. Uh, 
to, to put us on the same tax bracket doesn't really make any sense. So is it um, is this not how is this how the Hunger Games started or escape from New York? Or? Well, yeah, I mean, I would assume that I would have to have some sort of a weapon. Yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> but- one will be issued. Yeah. What? I'll be with what you're saying, kind of, in, in theory, in uh, in idea. With your new state ID, you will be issued a weapon of your choice. Yeah, you'll, you'll be given a crossbow or yeah, a sword. Yeah. Or, yeah. It's mad. This is how Mad Max started, just in, you know, this will be in right, California. with carts. Australia. Right. We would all have to have vehicles. <laughs> it, it'd be a little different. Can it I get be one of those? Can I get one of those, you know, staffs with the, the spiky yeah. ball on the end? One of those things? Yeah. One pre-made for me. Yeah, we're we're fresh out, bud. Sorry. No. Hey. Yeah, the uh the staff and ball with spike thingy. Yeah. What is that called? Is, uh, is all that it's all it's all done right now. I don't know what that's called. They have called. to make don't they use that at medieval times? Could we get one? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. How much to purchase all the weapons at medieval times? <laughs> what are you what are you hoarding for? Oh, and California splits into three right. states. California split into three, and so uh yeah, just you know, for this whole Mad Max thing I'm I'm following. <laughs> I'm just preparing. Yeah. Like a doomsday prepper? No, like a California prepper, just you know, getting ready. Right. Those, I have those, a, those, a those borders culture. are gonna be tough, man. They're, they're gonna be real tough. <laughs> oh my it's god, gonna be that'd awesome. be hilarious. Here's your here's your government issued weapon. Here's and, your Hunger Games. And the weapon. purge begins at midnight. Have fun. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. God bless. Godspeed. Oh I my God. Blast. I went to the movies last night. Yeah. I saw Hereditary. Oh, which I heard is really scary. I have never been more uncomfortable in a theater in all of my yeah. life. That that's what I heard. I heard it's like legitimately scary. I haven't seen it, but. Uh, I've heard great things about it from like, friends that I really trust. I, I love a good scary movie, but it's not, it's so much more, you know, scary movies now are stuff jumping out at you. That's just, they're all jump scares these days. And, right. and this was just unsettling. Was it unsettling? Like the exorcist is unsettling. Yeah. In that set or, or the shining. Oh. It was in that same vein of, of yeah. just this, this, the exorcist didn't have like a big score, had no jump moments, none of that, but it was so, Oh, it was so scary to watch. This was just very off putting. Like I really yeah. loved it. It was really, really? well done. Uh, yeah. It was made for like next to nothing on a shoestring budget, which I love even more, but it was just, so like you just felt like stuff was crawling on you or something through the whole movie right. the, and the sound was done really well like there there was a scene with a bunch of flies yeah. and you know they would actually leave the front speakers and go to the rear speakers and it felt you know really felt like they were buzzing around your ears it was just that kind of stuff it was, that's it was, awesome it, yeah it was it was cool. it was a really well well made film but god it was just i saw it at like 11 o'clock last night. I had to drive about 45 minutes back home after seeing it. By yourself? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just... You, you were know, just uncomfortable. It was just uncomfortable, that, that yeah. drive back home. I get pulled over on the way home, which is even those more are fun. Those are really good. Uh, I kind of felt that way when uh, I went and saw... Um, Dumb and Dumber? No, yeah, Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yeah. I was like, the shagging wagon. That made me uncomfortable. <laughs> Um, chicks dig it. I, the shagging. Yeah, wagon. chicks dig it. It's a shagging wagon. Um, no, what was that movie with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Ryan Reynolds and uh, the one about life, bars? Life. Life. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that I thought that you were about was, to say Brokeback Mountain. What's that one right, with Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, that made me a little uh, little uncomfortable. <laughs> no, Life. Life was just one of those movies where even though it was brutal. It was kind of one of those movies that you can't, you wish on, have you seen it? Yes. You wish on some level, like you could unsee it yeah. because it just never really goes away. It's a little more than you want. It, it's, it's like watching one of those, uh, every once in a while, there are sort of YouTube videos like that you see and you wish you could unsee <laughs> because it just, 
it just sticks with you for the rest of your life. So life was uh, was like that for me. Life was one of those, like, it just really made me uncomfortable. It made me uncomfortable that I saw it. It was good. The uh, the performances were, were really good, and you know, but it was just... Uh, it really made me uncomfortable. There, I know. And uh, Hereditary sounds the same. Oh my God! It was so. Oh God! I just. Sounds there's just shots in the film where it's in darkness and you. Something is in the darkness. Yeah. And you know it's there, but it's so dark you keep like leaning in, going, "Is that really there, or is that?" And kind of like it, that reminded me of The Exorcist in some ways because you know there was like hidden, the demons were kind of hidden in the. Right. In the image sometimes, and it was kind of yeah. like that. Um, the Exorcist, you know, I, I watched it again recently, and yeah. uh, there's no score. It's really, well, there's, there's the, that, there's the theme song the theme. that plays once yeah. when she's walking, but there's no, like, you know, something's coming. There's no, like, tells anywhere. Um, it's just, it's I think just, that just makes it that makes it feel a little more like it could happen to you. It's dread. So it makes you more uncomfortable. Yeah, it's dread. I think is yeah. is the and that's kind of the same thing. When there's a score, it's you know, luckily, subconsciously, I think you know, you feel like you're watching a movie. When yeah. there's no score, yeah, you feel like ah, is this just a camera in someone's room? Like, am I watching you know? <clears throat> Big Brother footage. There was a really something. cool shot in this one. I actually thought of you because I thought you would appreciate it. So a lot of the film takes place in the family's house, and there's yeah. this exterior shot of the house at night. And I've seen, you know, if if they want to dissolve today, they keep the same shot and they and they you know time lapse or something like that, to, and right. it becomes daytime. This was just a quick cut. It was night, and then it, it was just day. slammed. It just it slammed daytime. into day, and it was awesome. It was one of the coolest that. shots I have seen. Uh, in recent memory. I love that. But God, there was just some stuff in there that, but uh, I love, I love films. I love, uh, you know, those adventures that sort of take you on a ride without doing big tricks to get you there. Like that was the thing I liked about get out, get out was just one of those like really simple movies, but it felt real. It felt like you were there. Like, you know, when, when he's being hypnotized, you, it's like God. I, I I felt that before. I understand. I understand the visual that 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 he's shooting to correspond with that because you feel that way. You feel like you know the world is just getting smaller around you, and you wish you can get out, and you just you can't. Yeah. So it, it made sense. It wasn't like a big CGI trick. It was really simple. But uh, like I said, The Exorcist, you know, didn't have any big big sort of sound scares or jump scares or any of that. And that was just one of those movies that just was so uncomfortable to watch mm-hmm. that when it ended, you felt like, Jesus, that can really happen to me. Yeah. And that can really happen in the house next door to me. It's that ethereal the feeling of, <sighs> it was so unsettling. Just, yeah. Yeah. Get out was another one where the audio that they did was very important. Like that cup hitting yeah. the spoon, hitting the cup. Right. And all that was kind of the, the little girl in this movie clicks her tongue a lot, and you know does that, and so that's used a whole lot in the whole movie to like you know she's coming some parts when she does that, and I'm like ah ah I don't like it, leave me alone. Right. It's very yeah. I, I I like the fact that those those kind of movies are coming back a little bit. Yes, they're they're sort of making a comeback. Yeah, I. Uh, that that company A twenty four that made this one and yeah has made a bunch of those movies right now. They made like a ghost story a few like last year um, with uh, uh, Casey Affleck and right. uh, a few of those. They've they've made really good films. But <clears throat> that was another one last night for the for the ages. That that thing. If you if you like scary movies, go see it. I think scary is. is the right word. Just yeah, unsettling. Just unsettling. Yeah. Just. If you like unsettling films, that's the one to see. Like it's really unsettling. I have to have popcorn when I go to a Mm. movie. I just have to. And I, uh, I, I no longer eat corn. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're out. You're off the corn. Well, I. There were parts last night where I felt bad eating popcorn. Right, where you had you, but you had to hide behind something. Well, it was just it was so quiet, and we were the only ones in there, my friends and I. And it was just you know, it was, 
Right. And there, there were a couple other people, but I mean, it was a mostly empty theater and it was just, you know, I felt bad just crunching down on popcorn because, you know, the scene was hinging on this like one dreadful moment and, uh, but it was, uh, you know what I find though? Like when I get really scared in, in a film, I'll, I'll sort of, I don't hide behind popcorn, but food in general, you sort of, you eat during those moments yeah. to kind of relax yeah. and relieve yourself yeah. a little bit. And, and so, yeah, I went for, the, I went for the lemonade, uh, you know, the cup yeah. holder. I was like, I'm just going to drink my lemonade. Right. I just happen to be thirsty right now. Yeah. And it's really scary. Whatever I am so is thirsty. Screen. I'm going to look just at this cup, not even at the screen. <laughs> look at that. Straw. I'm so thirsty. That's a magnificent straw. Look at that straw. I have no clue what's going on with the screen right now, <laughs> but uh, we were, we were kind of sharing that. the popcorn back and forth that I, I was sitting in the center and a friend yeah. of mine was on the left, and I had the, the bucket. And there was a really just intense moment going on, and he leaned over to get popcorn, and I didn't see his hand coming. I just felt the popcorn start moving, and I, sh- yeah. I mean, I shot up. Just shot up. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Jesus Christ! <laughs> right, right. That's oh, hysterical. I love being scared. scared, scared yeah, I... I think my favorite holiday is Halloween for yeah. that reason. Like I, I really like going through mazes and haunted houses and it's fun. I love being terrified. I love that feeling of like when you say to yourself, it's not scary yeah. and it is, yeah. but you try and act cool. Yeah. It's it takes something out of you to, you know, walk through a maze and not be really jumping and scared and it's fun. It's that feeling of like you've conquered something, which uh you only get that time of year. I know we've talked about in the past, like you you liked the the Freddy movies, right? Uh, yeah. Younger, did you? I mean, were scary movies a big part of growing up for you? Because I mean, you were kind of uh, in that heyday of, uh, especially like the slasher movies. I mean, Jason and Michael Myers and stuff. Yeah. Um. They weren't they weren't huge for me. I, Nightmare on Elm Street was big because I, I really liked the character of Freddy. Yeah. I, I thought that was fun. I thought what, what uh, Robert England did was amazing. Um, I was never a huge fan of like Friday the 13th or, you know, any of those or Halloween just because the characters weren't great. Like Texas Chainsaw, I guess, was was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I was a big I was a big Freddy fan. Yeah. I was a big Nightmare on Elm Street fan. What's your, what's your favorite scary movie? Um, I think the scariest for me is The Exorcist. Yeah. Uh, I think that's just that's one of those movies that because it feels so close to home, like it could happen, it's scary. It's the slasher films are a little more like you know, you, you have to be camping or you ha- you know you, there there has to be a certain thing going on that reminds you of that. Whereas you know, like in Blair Witch, you have to be in the woods, in a tent, in the dark. Um, whereas The Exorcist was, you could walk into a room and, and the movie could happen. Yeah. It just felt, it felt really close to home. It's, I didn't have to be anywhere special for, for that movie to uh, really affect me. And, and it did. It's still to this day. To this day, I still have, you know, you you hear noises at night and you go, what the hell was that? And it, you know, it freaks you out a little bit. And I think, uh, I think it freaks you out more because that movie happened. I am. I still, I still have grown friends that are like, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'll tell them I'm going to watch the extras. They're like, all right, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they just want nothing to do with that movie. <clears throat> yeah. I've got a couple that are just like, that have never even seen it. And are, are yeah, like, it, no, I'm not. Watching I have it. friends that saw it once and are like, you know, just, they never, hope to see it again yeah. they never want to they, they don't want to experience it I, I tell them you know it's not as bad when you're older and they just they don't care yeah they just want literally nothing to do with that movie <laughs> it's been a few years since i've watched it. I've, i feel I, I still go back and watch the shining and that's probably my my go-to see um, the shining didn't didn't freak me out the same i mean the shining was really good <laughs> I, I don't want to i don't want to lessen the shining yeah but it didn't freak me out as much as the, the Exorcist. I think the Shining more on a psychological level. I, obviously, the Exorcist is not is, is totally different, um, right? But I, you know, I I grew up watching the Shining a lot, and it's still like 
will mess with your mind. Plus, I, I I love conspiracy theories. Like I'm a huge fan of conspiracy theories. So like all the stuff about Kubrick and that film behind the scenes and uh, like messing with Shelley Long. Yeah, well, just like yeah. everything went into filming. It was really about no. the Native American struggles and you know all right. this other stuff. Like it's just there's right. so much. I love stuff like that. So right, that was always. I mean he. I didn't love The Shining. I mean, I didn't not again. I didn't not like The Shining. I, I didn't love it the same way. I didn't feel passionate about it. But uh, Kubrick's style of making films was amazing. Yeah. I mean, hands down, that, what he did with Shelley Long during that film was he just tortured her enough. He just yeah. poked her, and you know, her performance is amazing. But you. Uh, it, it, what he had to do to, to get there. I mean, you know, he had to like, he yelled at her and just really made her feel terrible about herself, but her performance was awesome. But you watch like the behind the scenes and he just messed with her like crazy. He just yelled at her for nothing. And he would call action a little too quiet. So she couldn't hear it. And then when she didn't come out a door, he would yell at her and belittle her and, you know, just make her feel horrible and she would cry and then he'd you know he'd yell action while she was crying because it worked and in there a lot of uh you know of course there's a bunch of sequels to the exorcist which obviously aren't good um right but there's one that was like actually a prequel that was about the priest when he was younger Oh, right, right, right. In the desert and all yeah, that. And they're excavating. And he, right, yeah. Didn't that film, like, didn't the director get struck by lightning and die while they were, like, it wasn't there, like, just like this weird story <sighs> they did, behind they that? They did a, yeah, they did a part of that film. I guess people were, like, hung on crosses and, like, they had a flashback to the whole, you know, cruci- crucifying of Christ. And, I guess the actors got struck by lightning or one of the actors or there, you know, there was stuff. Um, I'm not as big a conspiracy theory fan as you. So I'm sure you, you know, a lot more stories. Um, But uh, vaguely remember something about that. I don't know that. I I think there were a bunch of stories during passion of the Christ too. Yeah. Caviezel got struck by lightning, didn't he? Yeah. While he was on the cross. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to make you feel good. That's got to uh, got to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's got to be a little uncomfortable. It's got to make you think as an actor, like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I on this cross? I just got hit by lightning, and cut. Can we get me down now? Yeah. See you later. Yeah. Stunt man. Stunt double. Let's go. I want to get down now. Yeah. I'm done. Thanks. Yeah, they're calling a wrap. There were way more Exorcist sequels than I thought there were. What was it? The Exorcist 3? Yeah, I didn't know that, there was uh, a I actually really liked. That was the one That was the one where... Uh, George C. Scott. Yeah, George C. Scott. And the killer would... Uh, he would... Like, he lived in a bunch of, like... There was an old folks' home, and he would possess people in there, and they would, like, crawl on the ceiling and do weird shit like that, and they would... They would be head. It was really that movie freaked me out a little bit. Yeah, it ignores mm. Exorcist Two, which seems to be a common theme about sequels nowadays. We'll just yeah, no, it. the Exorcist Two was awful, but Three was. Uh, I I enjoyed Three. I mean, watching it now, I'm I might not, I might be stupid for saying that, but uh, I liked it then. Guy investigates a baffling series of murders in Georgetown that appear to have a satanic motive behind them. And furthermore, yeah. have all the hallmarks of the Gemini, a deceased serial killer. Right. So what movie. happens in that? Spoiler alert. I mean, that movie's like 30 well, how years old. old. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. this movie came out when? Spoiler. Yeah. If you didn't see it. 1990, I think you're safe. my ass. Um, so yeah, the idea was uh, the priest from the first one comes back and they find him like wandering around the desert. And, you know, you see at the end of The Exorcist, he falls down the stairs and supposedly dies. So he comes, they, they find him wandering like on a road somewhere. They bring in, they bring him in and he is possessed by this Gemini killer. So George C. Scott 
you know, goes into his cell and is like interviewing him. And all of a sudden this Gemini guy, uh, comes back who was the actor who played Graham Wormtongue in, uh, the Lord of the Rings film. So Mm -hmm. really good actor. Um, and this, this Gemini killer that he plays possesses older people at this retirement home and is still killing um, but he's living through the priest from the first exorcist. So that's the tie together. That's the, you know, that brings it all full mm-hmm. circle. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was scary. It scared the shit out of me. It was a little, it was a little more like jump scare than the exorcist, obviously, yeah. but I, uh, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Mm. I do like being scared. Yeah. It's fun. It's always fun. It's just a yeah. good time. This one last night just hit a little too. It, again, it was like it was like this could this is real. This could happen. This is a right. thing that. Uh, well, yeah, and I think I think oddly enough, that's the uh, that's the trick to uh, to horror films. You know, the more you can make somebody feel like this isn't that I'm not reaching that far with what this movie's about. People feel like it scares them because they feel like Jesus, I you know I can. I think that was a thing that worked so well with like paranormal activity. Yeah. Was it was in a tiny little apartment and there weren't big things that happened in that except the very end, spoiler alert, which uh again, if you didn't if you haven't seen it by now, go fuck yourself. Um cuz I'm going to spoil it. Um but it, it, you know, it wasn't these big scares, or these big things. They they used sort of the the sub sound effect really well. Um that's when you know that's when you knew the ghost was present and it would be present for you know 10 15 seconds a night but in those 10 15 seconds you you knew it was there and so you were sort of on the edge of your seat waiting to see what it did and you you felt like you know god that that could be me i could be asleep in that bed that you know that could and you went home after it or you went to bed after it and uh you're like you know Am I being watched oh, while I'm God. sleeping? Like, I, I remember you know, the what? night I saw the first one. I, I saw the second one. I don't know if I ever saw the third one, but the, I remember the night I saw the first one and climbing right. into bed after that. And really the most unsettling part of that movie to me was not the last, you know, final shots of, of her coming toward the camera. It was the, right. um, it, it was the still little shit, like the door opening the door. But there's a part where he's laying in bed with her, like the husband's laying yeah. in bed with her, talking to right. her, like consoling her. And he gets up out and like she doesn't respond to him and he right. gets up and goes out of bed. And then she starts talking and it's like that de- demonic voice right, coming through. And I'm like, no, we're good. here. We're all good right. here. <laughs> right. I didn't need that. I, 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 yeah, I think the creepiest part for me was you talking about climbing in bed. Oh, thanks. I appreciate yeah. that. Well, I just nobody climbs anymore. Nobody climbs in bed. A, how tall is your bed? Why'd you have to climb? <laughs> That's a term. I climbed into bed. <laughs> All right. I got into bed. Well, is that better? Jumped into. I I don't I'm know. I don't know bed. how you sleep. I don't know if you're scared of things under the bed, but no, just. No. The visual of you climbing into bed, like you must live in a treehouse or something. <laughs> oh, don't say treehouse. You, you, you have bunk beds. Don't you know, say. you're you're a middle aged man with bunk beds. I don't. I had bunk beds as a kid. Yeah, still. I I, now as a kid, <laughs> you want to hear a funny story about my bunk beds as a kid? No. Okay. I just want to hear about your bunk beds now that you climbed into after now. seeing paranormal activity. Don't have bunk beds. <laughs> but I will tell you, as a kid, I had I had a I had a bunk bed. I don't know why I can. I, uh, I had bunk beds. I, I slept in the top bunk. I remember falling out of the bunk beds yeah. one night because when I was a kid, compared to now, they you know now they have the safety railing right up above. They they didn't use no, to. They did not use. And uh, I, I I fell out of the bed, and I mean, luckily we had carpet. Yeah. But uh, Jesus, I, I fell out of the top bunk. I, I rolled out, and My. now they make the the bottom bunk a little bit bigger. Then the top bunk. So if you fall out, you land on the bottom one and then roll onto the floor. These were the same size between the top and the bottom. So yeah, it was, it sucked. It was a bit of a fall. Well, I had one and it was cheap. It wasn't wooden. It was, it was metal, but it was cheap metal. Right. And 
I had it for years. I don't know why I had one. I never have any friends to come over and spend the night or anything. But I like always the park show where uh, Coldplay is in the background. Yeah. I don't really have any friends that slept in my bunk bed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like, I don't know, like I'd had it for years. I always slept at the bottom. I was like, I'm going to go up top. And I climbed up top one day and it collapsed. <laughs> and you were like, Jesus, as you put down the, as you drop the bag of Doritos. I got to lay off the Doritos. <laughs> Boy, these Cheetos are doing nothing for me. Mom, we're going to the Husky section. We're not doing too good today. <laughs> right. It's going to the big man section yeah. buying the double XL yeah. shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like, Jesus, like, this might not be good for me. Like it kind of creeps going up the ladder. And I was like, huh. I don't know the last time anybody's been up here. I'm just going to sit up here for a minute. And I, the next thing I did, it just like I was back on the Fresh. bottom bunk. I was awesome. I was immediately like I was on the top bunk and then I was on the bottom bunk. Thank God you had no friends when you were here. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly, I certainly didn't after that. would have sucked. I crushed the one that I had. <laughs> Jesus. I'm just glad my dog wasn't up there or anything. Jeez. Insane. Yeah. Or your collection of tacks. Yeah, <laughs> some tacks, bags of bags of nails, because you were a carpenter. Yeah, that's what I had. Just you know, my movie posters up on the wall, right. and my collapsed uh, bunk bed. <laughs> your collection of thumbtacks. Yeah, yeah. Did you have posters on your wall as a kid? Uh, no. Really? I took you for a kid with posters on the wall. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, you didn't take me the right way. No, I did not. What was your room like? My room, I started acting when I was nine. Right. So my room was, I, uh, I I had paid for everything in the room. Yeah. Um, it was an old country room that uh, that I redid a little bit, sort of modern. Yeah. Time. So I had like gray carpet and white walls and. I uh, I paid for it myself. Wow! But yeah, I had no, uh, I had no posters. I, I did have I had shelves on a wall. It was it was a bunch of shelves. So I had like all sorts of toys on all the shelves, and you know, it was cool. I had one of those corner desks that uh, the one desk sort of fits under the other one, so yeah. it's an L desk. Yeah. But the the L part is really small compared to the other one, and I had a TV and. I think I had an Atari. Yes. That time. Twenty six hundred. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. You were living the life. I was living the life. I was living large. Living the life. Living the dream. That's awesome. Sure. At least your bunk bed bunk bed didn't crash. No, I uh, I would fall out of my bunk bed. So <laughs> that's the difference between you and I. I had posters. I know you're shocked with that. Of the Flash? No, no. Posters of what? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Should I have not asked? I'm gonna skip one of. Them. <laughs> one of but them. But did I just set you one up? One of for them feels weird to tell you about. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> eh, we'll see where this goes. I had a Kelly Kapowski poster. <laughs> did you really? I did. <laughs> Sorry. How'd that work for you? Uh, well, the bunk bed crashed. <laughs> right. The bed broke. I, uh, a lot of uh, lonely. No, don't go that way. I just, <laughs> I just meant it wasn't a very interesting room. I had a Kelly Kapowski poster. I had a yeah. Saved by the Bell poster. Yeah. 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 Well, that felt <laughs> weird to tell you about. There you go. All right. <laughs> And see, I'm like, I thought I was like, well, maybe I'll get some mileage out of this. We'll see what happens. I had a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> nah, just uncomfortable. I had, yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's it. I had a Ninja Turtles poster from the from the '90 film, from the first. Did film. you really? I did. Of you know, like that VHS cover where they're coming out of the sewer and the now, city's behind them. Now, let me ask you this, okay? Because I think uh, listeners are all eight of them want to yeah. know: Were the posters that you had framed? No, not back then. No. no. So they were just like taped on the wall? Yeah, or, you know, thumbtacks or whatever. All right. Just I mean, that's uh, 
it's a good peek into the type of person you were. I mean, I was a kid. I just, you know, well, hang a poster on the wall. But, what else? But some kids frame. Yeah, frame they things. do. They frame do. And the stuff that I have now is framed. Yeah. Of course, the stuff that I have now is like either leveled and, and all that. A so. limited edition print or, you know, signed <laughs> or something. Nice. Um, what else did I have? I, had a, I don't know. I, had a, I know you don't know. I'm thinking out loud. I remember that Ninja Turtles poster. Yeah. To, I, that's all I can think of. Yeah. See, you thinking out loud isn't. Uh, it's isn't not really helpful. No. no. <laughs> right. Maybe you should not think out loud anymore. I try. Do you talk to yourself? Um, I try not to. Oh God, I do it, and I catch myself. I'm like, why am I talking to myself? Do you actually say that out loud? I that's plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> Do you talk to yourself out loud and then you say to yourself out loud, like, Why am I talking out loud? Why am I talking to you? Who am I talking to? And scene. I just go, Stop it, dear. They're all going to laugh at you. (laughs) Why am I wearing this screech wig? No, no, that didn't. (laughs) Oh, God. I do. I talk to myself and I, I don't know why. Like, I don't think I used to do it when I was a kid and stuff. But you do now. I mean, like, you know, when you played with action figures, you'd talk, and, you know, G.I. Joe or something. You Nice. Or Star Wars, you'd, you'd right. talk yeah. out loud. Yeah, you do. Like Star Wars, yeah, you're the voices yeah, of all the guys. And, yeah, you battle. and You do Chewie's right. roar, and then you do Vader's breathing and uh, clash the lightsabers right. and all that stuff. But, now but you, you do it now. But yeah, I don't do it now. But now I'm in the car, like, oh, I need to go to the post office. And I'm like, why did <laughs> right. I say that? And you're like, wait, I don't have to say that yeah. out loud. I could just turn my my turn signal on and take care True, of that. Yeah. Like I didn't have to. I could just make a left, and I'm yeah. at the post office. Yeah, there was no to, need. To... I don't have to say out loud. Hey, I should go to the post office. Like my, I don't know that my brain and my hands know to talk without my voice involved. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Like I feel Finally, like they, our listeners learn something. I feel like they need a middleman, like an intermediary. <laughs> and 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 your voice is that? Yeah, yeah. I just tell the rest of me what to do. You narrate everything. Yeah, it's very boring. Yeah, should be interesting in uh, Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> and well, I won't be talking to myself because you'll be Hi, with me. Tara Gressel here. Turn the microphone up. <laughs> It'll be an interesting show. Oh my god, that was spot on. Good job. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get started. And uh, what did I do with my keys? <laughs> and scene. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Method acting. I'll be here all week. I actually, actually lost my keys on purpose for that scene. Thank you. Did you? Thank you. You ready for Atlanta? You getting ready? Something like uh, no. uh, the the nine zero two one bro sent me a message and he's like, "Hey, it's like seventy something days." I was like cool i didn't realize right. it was that quickly yeah i uh i didn't notice yeah so that's cool it's coming up is it really 70 days 70 Same. i don't know i can't count the, o- the only thing I- <laughs> you can't count yeah well you cried out loud <laughs> but uh yeah. just not in your head yeah to your yeah the only thing i keep thinking about atlanta is uh I did it in the car today. I thought, is Atlanta coming soon? No, it's still a couple months away. So I don't have to book a flight or anything. 12 weeks. I'm good. 12 weeks. Three months. Plenty of time to book a flight. and yeah. I have a hotel, which is good. Yeah. Uh, I'll book the flight like the week before or w- something. Weren't you and I going to work it out to fly together? Uh, Yes. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Okay. Oh, that reminds me. I got to call Medieval Times. Uh, see, I just talked to myself. God. Yeah, you thought out loud. I did. You thought for everyone. You shared it with the world, with the eight listeners. I just did it. Now those eight listeners know you have to call Medieval Times. I did it, and I didn't even think Good job. <laughs> and turn the mic and, up. And, and my therapist. Plug I need in you my to, headphones. I need you to and help And hey, this is Derek Russell. <laughs> Coming to you live from... Where am I again? Um, Atlanta. As my as my therapist, I need you to you know work with me on this. Tell me some yeah, some tips no, or that's it. 
That's it. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. No. You're not my therapist anymore. No, no, no. I, I'm done this week. Oh, we didn't even get anywhere. But you haven't paid me enough. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, for wait, uh, wait, it's not help with It's it not. Wouldn't that be shitty if therapists based their price on how bad your problems were, like how effed up you were? Like, well, oh, that's gonna cost you. Right. <laughs> like going to a mechanic. Oh, you, oh, you want to know what? <laughs> oh, that's uh, actually a really a good like SNL sketch or something. So I can't give you, I can't give you any more advice until you give me fifty more bucks. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah. It's six dollars for the first minute and fourteen dollars for each additional minute. I like mean, phone sex? That'd be, yeah, that, but that'd be you know a flat tire and a mechanic's what seventy bucks you know plus the tire. But you know you go in and be like I talk to myself. Oh boy, well, <laughs> and fifty bucks please. Yeah, we're gonna have to include labor in this. I might have to bring Tim in on this job. I might have to. Right, I, right. A, I can't do this alone. Yeah, so uh, much scribbling down. Notes. Oh really? <laughs> Oh, you're lost. <laughs> oh, you are fucked up. Jesus. You know, it's like. Hold on, let me get on the phone. Yeah, I'm gonna let have consult, to call some parts. Consult in. a friend of mine. So, uh, Derek talks to himself. Have him try what? Wait, what? Derek, hold on. Have him try what? Interesting. Yeah. What did he uh, say? My friend just said you're uh, you're a mess. Oh God. Yeah. Well, I mean, we knew that. <laughs> there's but... nothing to try. Listen. Godspeed. I'm... How much is this going to set me back? Because I'm, I'm, you know, yeah, it's fifty bucks every minute. Oh, every minute. <laughs> yeah, it's a big problem. Jeez. Can I get a second opinion, or maybe I take it yourself? Place, it's, a, or? it's a sign of something else. See, something else going on. Yeah, I mean, there's like levels of. Yeah. <laughs> hey, my, you know, my, my, my dad died, and we'll, we'll talk to. That's a base price, but I talk to myself. That's, oh, jeez, that's. Um, Right. Talk to myself. Oh, Jesus. We're going to have to get you up on the lift and uh, <laughs> take a look under the hood and figure out yeah. what's going on. We're going to have to kick you a couple times, <laughs> make sure you're uh, make sure you're good. Mm. <laughs> yep, he's just, he's got ADR. What's ADR? He ain't doing right. He's, uh, we're, we're, we're <laughs> he ain't doing right. He ain't doing right. <clears throat> the worst case of ADR I've ever Sounds seen. Sounds like a shirt. Sounds like a shirt to be. <laughs> a shirt coming soon. <laughs> you haven't paid an ADR yet. shirt. Ain't doing right. You you like that? <laughs> ADR with BAG. ADR. Ain't doing right. Oh, you're fucked up like a like a <laughs> soup sandwich. My friend used to say. <laughs> which uh, which is pretty fucked up. Oh, a soup god. sandwich. A soup sandwich. <laughs> oh god, that's funny. Yeah. You haven't paid me enough. Okay. Yep. You have, your problems cost more. <laughs> the types of problems you have are expensive ones. Oh, I had a tough week at work. Yeah. And yeah. fucking credit card out. Yeah, yeah. Ka-ching, you owe me you've, 250 before. You've maxed this card out <laughs> completely. You've reached a limit on this card. Can I get some credit, please? Can I just... Uh... <laughs> nope. Nope. I'll pay you next time, I swear. Mm. So I am uh, I'm car shopping for my son, Cassius. Yeah. You say that like it's exciting. That's it's cool. Not. I it mean, that's, that's his first car. That's cool. I, right. It's cool for him. Yeah. It sucks for me. Why is it so because A, because it reminds me how old I am. Yeah. And, and B, because it's a lot of money. Well, it's, depends on what you I'm get. looking at cars. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, I can't believe I'm buying one of my kids a car. Yeah. It's a fucking car. It's crazy. I, I, he, I got, I got bad news for you. The other three are really close together in age. They're, they're all going to be hitting at the same time too. I have really bad news for you. At 16, your kids no longer care about you. <laughs> like, I text Cash now. I'm like, hey, let's, you know, lunch this week. He's like, nah, I don't have time. Oh. I'm like, all right. Oh, God. Is Cats in the <laughs> Cradle playing? Like, it's. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. We'll get together soon, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> but give me I'm that car. We'll... You know, he's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, college soon and I'll be off with my friends. And it's like, <laughs> you know, he's in, he's in that, that space. I was talking to my friend where 
everything feels like really heavy. And then as you get older, you go, huh, Jesus. Like yeah. I was so like melodramatic for, for nothing. <laughs> but uh, everything is like, you know, according to him, uh, like our relationship is done. Like he'll never see me again or, you know, he's got That's shit to do. Not, he'll come back around. He's just Yeah, yeah no, I, I know he'll come back around, but he's in that place right now where, you know, it's uh, it is what it is. So I'm I'm getting him a car to never see him again, according to him, which is interesting. So, yeah, you so, know, and then and then you're you're sort of I have the internal battle of like, do I get him a used car because he's just going to fuck it up or do I get him a new car because it's a little more reliable? Like, I, you know, I don't know. So that was my next question. Like, what does he want versus what do you want for him? What he what he really what I think we've settled on is a uh, a Chevy Volt. Okay. Because they're they're safe. They're actually they're you know, they're they're pretty uh, crash healthy. Yeah. So uh, if That's you're cool. in a collision of any sort, they're they're pretty uh, pretty sturdy cars. That's the uh, the Tesla stepson. Right. Yeah. But you know that. So I originally I was looking at uh, I was thinking about doing a Tesla for him be, oh, only wow. because they're they're crash wise they're so highly rated like yeah. safety rated but you know I gotta say because I have a Tesla myself which is it's the car is awesome but there is that anxiety that comes with you know am I gonna have enough charge to get somewhere I've wondered and, about that because you know we were yeah, talking it sucks. about like you know when when you, when you were driving me around in it that day and you yeah I I just think about um. Well, <clears throat> maybe not Canadian, but LA traffic, and 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 getting well, stuck in yeah, something. Yeah, I mean traffic isn't so much of a problem because you're not, you know, you're burning through power when you're revving the engine when yeah. you're when you're using a lot. So in stop and go traffic, it's not like the car is really going through a lot of energy just sitting there. So that's fine. But you know, there's that there's that thing you don't think about of like. If I run out of power, it's not like I can pull into a gas station or just pull over. It's I have to call a tow truck and like my day's done. I, I can't drive anywhere. You know, I have to even if I get towed to a supercharger, it's still forty-five minutes, an hour of sitting and waiting. Um, so it, you know, it's not like like Megan and I ended up getting a gas car just for the purpose of if we have to drive into the city and we know there's going to be stuff to do, I, I don't want to have to think about. Power. Right. But if so you're running uh, to the store, you're taking the kids to school, stuff like that's fine for the, for the Tesla. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It, you know, the, 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 the Tesla is, is fine for like daily living, but God forbid you have one of those days where it's like, you know, you need to drive everywhere yeah. and everywhere is like really spread out. Oh, I got to go to the post office. Right. Right. And you tell yourself, I got to go to the post office. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking out loud, luckily does not, uh, does not take any charge. It's not reduce the charge of the car. So what did, what did you get for a gas car? I got a, uh, a Q7, an Audi. Cause, uh, I need, I needed the three rows. I have, I have a lot of kids, a lot of car seats, a lot of booster seats. Um, I needed something safe. So the Audi is awesome. It's it's a pretty uh, pretty nice car. I like it. That is a nice car. I like it a lot. But Megan has a Tesla too, right? Yeah. No, it's I gotta say it's weird driving in a gas car compared to the Tesla because the Tesla is just so it's such a high performance vehicle. Like mm-hmm. it's so fast. There, you know, there's it it takes a little getting used to, but it's it's pretty amazing being in a car that has a hundred percent torque a hundred percent of the time. Like, you know, the things that come with an electric motor versus a gas motor. You have no gears in the Tesla, you know, you have, so being in the Audi is like, it, it's fast. It's a good car, but you have those moments where like, you really need to accelerate quickly and the car isn't in the right, the right space within the gear to do yeah. that. And so you have to kind of wait a little bit and you know, you don't, I'm not used to doing that. I know a lot of, I know, you you get used to that in a gas car, but I've been in the Tesla for so long that I'm not used to doing that anymore. So, it's a little, uh, it takes a little sort of 
relearning to be in a gas car and to go like, oh yeah, this is how it works. Like you, you know, to step on the gas and the car is just not there right away is, uh, takes a little getting used to again. I thought about your Tesla on, on Monday when I got to out loud. No, (laughs) potentially, uh, when I got to live out of a 30 year dream of mine. Yeah. You, you, uh, you drove the, uh, I drove an 83 DeLorean. Thanks. For the first time in my life. Yeah. Ever, ever I sent you a one. text after you sent me a picture and I was like, hey, so <clears> was <throat> it awesome? Not just in a way of like it reminded you of the movie yeah. and when you were a kid and you were like, what movie? What movie are you talking about? I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. I totally yeah, didn't no, want to. De- DeLoreans are just awesome. I totally didn't want to drive it because of said movie. Was it was it uh, was it fast? Was it torquey? Was it? I mean, no. I mean, it was it was clunky. I don't, I don't know many people that that actually have driven one. Yeah, it, so it was I, very clunky. It was it, it needs it was a clunky. lot of a lot of work. The clutch was really? so heavy on it. Like I've driven manual before, but this was just like the, of course there's no power steering, and then the the clutch. oh there's no power steering at all. No, like, any no. DeLoreans? No, no DeLorean power had power steering. Really? I I don't think so. That no. sucks. Um, so I mean, that would sh- suck to drive on the freeway. Yeah. Shifting was just a nightmare. And, and of course I yeah. was just in a parking lot, hmm. um, you know, trying to outrun the Libyans, but did you hit just, uh, 88 I, that, you know, I forget because you take advantage. My most experience with the DeLorean is the movie. <laughs> the speedometer only goes to 85. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> like that was Wait, a prop so dash. They replaced the speedometer in the, uh, in the movie. Yeah. That was a prop dash in the movie. Uh. Right. Uh, to to get it up to eighty eight, it it doesn't right. go over eighty five. Interesting, uh, which is so funny. You know, you, you know the line is we don't have enough road to get up to eighty eight. And I sit down and I pull the door Ever. closed and I crank it. I'm like, yeah, and, well, I, somebody was in the driver's seat with me. And, right. I mean, in the passenger seat, in the driver's, in the driver's seat, with, seat with you. Could you move, please? It's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, the seat's already kind of small. Yeah, it's already so low to the ground. Let alone Jimmy on my lap. But you know, uh, I crank too. it. You know, we did the you know the whole thing, and, and you know, just it was odd getting in. It was it very funny. awkward. And I look and I'm like, we don't have enough speedometer to get up to 88. <laughs> we don't actually have enough speed in this car to get to 88. Yeah. Which I don't think I could have done in that parking lot anyway, but still, it was. Uh, but, you know, I got to drive one. I never gotten to be in one before. So that was yeah. neat. I have, I've sat in one before. The yeah. guy had at a, at a con one time, and the guy had just um, tried to make the, the time machine out of it. Yeah. And I guess he had done a a good enough job but it was he had he had just melee it completely on the inside trying to do it and uh it um it, it was just destroyed basically but it wouldn't run he just, he carried it around on a trailer <laughs> yeah um so, so I've never a show actually, car yeah yeah right so. right this thing had um the 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 story's funny i'm actually writing a story on the guy for the paper which is how i ended up coming in contact with it but he um he found it in a storage unit in an indoor storage unit it's been sitting under boxes for like almost 22 years right and he comes across it and he asks the owner he's like is this a delorean and the guy's like yeah i forgot i had that how do you forget that you had a delorean it's been sitting in your storage unit for 20 something years and he's like, can I, can I buy it? This is just right here. for like, 10 bucks. Serious. Like doesn't even go over 85. I'm not even going to say what, what he got it for. But you know, when you look on eBay and how much they are, like even in that condition, there's still 30, 40 grand. And what he got it for was ridiculous. Like the luck really? that he just happened upon this car is insane. Right. Um, and I'm going to go to his house tonight and steal it. That's all I can <laughs> Nice. Right, but you're not guilty. Dang it, I said it out loud. Dang it. (laughs) You said it out loud, but this this episode won't actually air until tomorrow, Um, so it'll be fine tonight. I'm the worst thief ever. (laughs) Oh, good stuff. All right, well, another week, another great episode. Another week? Wait, what uh, what episode is this? Uh, 46? That's crazy. I sobered up. I can't believe you've done that many. I sobered up, so that's good. I was really worried when we started recording because I just left the dentist and I was like, this is going to be for fun. I didn't say it out loud, but I said, this is going to be fun. 
you you don't think you said it out loud, but think. you actually did. Of course, now I'm sitting there going, did I say anything in the chair? And I'm like, no, they had sharp metal objects in my mouth. I didn't talk. Wait, was I in the chair? Or did I go to the dentist today? God, I was wasted. <laughs> or am I just, is this all some fever dream from that yeah. movie last night? Did I even drive a DeLorean? <laughs> Do I know Brian Austin Green? Right. Or, or do I just love that movie? Has the last year and a right. half of my life been a dream? Right. It's all been a dream. Do I really do a podcast? You've been in the dentist chair for a year and a half? Oh, God. What a weird nitrous <laughs> oxide. Your teeth are really screwed up. I, they, well, no, they're actually the cleanest they've ever been. Right. They're exactly. So clean. You keep going in there like, yeah, we'll clean your teeth again. Yeah. Sure crazy guy he said he had a dream up to twenty thousand dollars but jesus your teeth are so clean he said he was really good friends with brian austin green and they had a podcast together i don't know what right. he, i don't know how to break it to him he doesn't know what he's talking about okay. he's been wasted he's, for a year and a half he's an idiot he talks to himself his teeth are so clean though <laughs> when he talks to himself it's, i'm sure uh he loves himself it's really tragic his, his teeth are clean it's really tragic when he was eight he fell off his buck bed when he collapsed and he thought he was friends with Brian Austin Green for the <laughs> decade. Cut to you just keep holding a mirror in front of your face. Yeah. Looking at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. He's talking been, to yourself. He's been living a lie since he was eight years yeah. old and he fell off that bunk bed when it collapsed. <laughs> Poor thing. Good note to end on. All right. <laughs> All right. We're online with bagpod.com and uh Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at with bagpod. And you can listen to us a variety of ways. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. On Apple Podcasts, you can leave us ratings and reviews, and we would love that. Uh, StarkExpoLive.Eventbrite.com is where you can get your tickets. Hang out with us. The Medieval Times on Friday night is already booked up. Sorry. VIP tickets Sorry. are gone. Um, <clears throat> if you have purchased a VIP I'm sure the ticket, rest of Medieval Times is empty. So you can yeah. probably sit in the Blue Night section yeah. and, and still see us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for nothing. So if you have purchased a uh, a ticket, a VIP ticket, and I have not gotten in touch with you yet about Medieval Times, you need to email us with bagpod at gmail.com. Uh, I've got some instructions for you on what to do. Hopefully, uh, Derek is not giving your ticket away because he does that. I've got a list. I just haven't okay. always. That's good to know. Yeah. I've just right. been sitting in the dentist chair for the past 15 years. Right. So, so you, you respect the eight listeners. We absolutely. Have. Uh, all. Yeah. Eight. Um, <clears throat> so check that. You can also follow the live show on Twitter and Instagram at Stark Expo Live. Brian's on Instagram uh, at uh, Arnt Unt, you Unt, that Unt guy. Nice. Uh, and I'm at nice. WD Russell on Instagram. Nice. Anything else we should plug? Uh, yes, we should plug this week's song. Yes, we should. Which uh, people seem to really like. Good. They, they they like this uh, this song thing. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I, I said last episode, I, I have a lot of songs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I'm just sort of making this list in notes on my phone of uh, songs. And I heard one in the car yesterday okay. that, uh, that really made me realize. So I – a lot of people don't know this about me or do and just don't care. Uh, which a lot of people don't care. Um, but uh, aside from, you know, being an MC, uh, I really love making beats and I love, I love people that make beats. And uh, one of my all time favorites is DJ premier. Yeah. Um, and he did a song with KRS one called MCs act like they don't know. And uh, that's just one of those songs that every time it comes on, it just, it changes my day. It's fun. So, uh, KRS-One MCs act like they don't know. Thank you for listening to the podcast. See you next week. Be back next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Flow 
with the master rhymer. That's a leap behind a video rapper. You know the chalk rhymer, tapper. Down goes another rapper, on to another matter. Punch up the data, blast master. Knowledge reigns supreme over nearly everybody. Call a KRS guaranteed to rip a party. Flat top braids, four heads are not to dread. It once was a story about a man named Jed. But now Jed is dead. All his kids instead wanna kick drums up the top of their heads. Word, we'll go around, come around, I figure. Now we got white kids calling themselves niggas. The tables turn as the crosses burn. Remember?